podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always... These are our opinions. I can't, I can't do it. I'm looking at pictures of your sister's house. Oh yeah, that's way cool. Wait, did it make it up on Beautiful Mess? No. Oh okay. But she still put the pictures up. Still super cool. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Sorry. Cool. What happens after this? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think we all just looked at each other and went, what comes after Oh, thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Bella. I'm ready for this. That's dun, mo- dun 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 dun. <laughs> that's, that's our new rescue. That's Mondo. <laughs> that's Mondo on sound. Um, today, are we gonna wait? For oh, Bobo the wants to say hi. Hi, Bobo. <gasps> Bobo and Jangles. Bo Jangles. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I like the Bobo kind of looked towards the mic. And was like, can you sit? <laughs> wait, I did teach him a really cool trick. He can't sit. He doesn't follow any commands, but he follows this one. Watch. Let's see if he does it with you guys in here. Bobo, put your nose in here. <laughs> it's such a good trick. Bobo. Good job, Bobo. Bobo. Bobo, put your nose in here. <laughs> so I can't get him to, I can't get him to do anything. The one trick I can get him to do is if I make a circle with my hand and say, Bobo, put your nose in here. He will. Bobo, put your nose in here. <laughs> oh, did you guys see my new tattoo? <laughs> no. What? Is that like Mexican mafia? <laughs> wow. Racist. What is it? No, it looks like. What is that? Oh, so I was trying to adjust a, a, a mic stand. Oh, it's a it blood blister. Felt, yeah. Ow. <laughs> no, the only reason I asked that is because if you've seen, if you've seen American Me and because you're Mexican, but also have <laughs> you seen American Me? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. Really? No, enlighten Mexican Me on the topic. <laughs> I'm surprised all you people have seen that movie. (laughs) How is this off the rails so quickly? I haven't even announced what cult it is. We're already racist. Oh, I thought we weren't putting this in. I was under the impression... Also, oh, I'll cut this out. Yeah, for the for the for the record, uh, we can't cut out the put your nose in here. This. (laughs) 
She, I told her what that we told her, or I told her that we were gonna whatever talk about her, and she goes. Uh, so I looked at this cult that I was unaware of, and the leader looks like Trace Adkins. Oh, that's my interesting piece of knowledge. Um, here's what's terrible. I know that Trace Adkins and Tracy Chapman are not the same person, <laughs> but I heard Trace Adkins, and my brain just went. You got a fast car. I got a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're three minutes in. (laughs) Okay, great. Sorry. So today we're talking about the Order of the Solar Temple. Oh my God. I'm so glad you're doing... Okay. Okay. When I was trying to pick a cult the other night, Uh I was talking on the phone to Alice and she's like, you should do that one. I'm like, you're right. I think I will. And then I changed my mind. (laughs) Well, this shit gets, gets a little nuts. Okay. So it's also known as Ordre du Temple Solar. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Just do it. Just do Fuck it. the French! <laughs> Don't you feel better now? Always. Um, also occasionally known as L'Ordre International Chevalesque de Tradition Solar. Or International Cheval- Chivalric organization of the solar tradition none of that really means anything <laughs> oh this is what she did for me <laughs> what, what is I told carl you. drew that's carl that's drew. carl drew i told you oh my god that does look like jesus oh yeah okay oh 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 man but i told you the ponytail the bangs he's yeah, got it all he's got it all uh, so the <laughs> the Order of the Solar Temple is a secret society and a cult that claim to be based on the ideals of the Knights Templar and the Rosicrucians, um, which we'll get to both of those a little bit later. So there was an initial solar temple founded by French author Jacques Breyer in 1952. Um, he called it the Sovereign Order of the Solar Temple. In 1968, um, a part of this order broke off. Uh, and they established themselves as a new order under um, a political activist named Julian Origas. And they were called the Renewed Order of the Solar Temple, or ROTS, under the leadership of a French right-wing political activist. Rots. Rots. Um, this kind of makes sense, timeline-wise, as far as these types of secret societies. So Aleister Crowley died in 1947, um, but mystic orders and secret clubs were still around, and the burgeoning counterculture movement of the 1960s boosted popularity of offshoot cults and religions, as we know. So uh, this is also pretty big time in history for hermeticism and esotericism. It was kind of like a second coming okay. for those kinds of belief systems. Um, you'll remember when we talked about OTO and Thelema, a lot of that happened in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Same kind of time. By comparison... Uh, the modern Church of Satan was also founded around this time in 1966 by Anton LaVey. Um, they pull from a lot of the same esoteric and hermetic principles, both the cult we're talking about today, the Order of the Solar Temple, and um, LaVeyan Satanism, one variety. There are mm-hmm. multiples. Um, during this time, 1966 to 1967, the Church of Satan actually attracted even famous people they had kind of established themselves in a house in San Francisco that they had painted black for drama, I guess. Um, and Jane Mansfield oh. was said to frequent. And Weird. Just shortly before her death, basically. Yeah. Uh, after this point, after 1968, 1970, not much was heard from the Solar Temple. They stuck around, but they were kind of like... 
Um, a lot of esoteric orders where they become almost just more like a club or a fraternity. You know, kind of like the Freemasons. Yeah. It's like, we hang out, but that's about it. So right. that's less... That's not really like, what is it, Levian? Levian Satanism. Levian no. Satanism and OTO slash the Lima are pretty mm. similar. Uh, is it is it close to Levarian Satanism? Where you, where you take a look, it's <laughs> in a book. Read we're going the grimoire. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's, we're good. We're both we're, good. We're great. Okay. We're so, talking about Satanism and she's playing with a dog. Okay, no, because he's trying to get over here and then I reach for him and then he goes backwards. It's like a stupid game. You either want to be on my lap or you don't. <laughs> All right, this works, I suppose. <laughs> so not much was heard from the Solar Temple at the time. Uh, for a while, the hoopla kind of died down until Luke Jarey and Joseph Demambro came along. It's probably we- Demambro. Mambro, 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 Mambro. That feels like the like alternate universe version of me instead of Mondo. It's Mambro, Mambro. Uh, so we'll start with Luke Jarey. Uh, Luke Jarey was born in 1947 in what was at the time the Belgian Congo. Now it would be the Democratic Republic of the Congo. That sounds like the two, the most separate things. Yeah. The well, Belgian Congo. Belgium owned portions of africa for a long time um so and several waffle so makers. did uh the dutch owned a lot of africa as well and several ovens and several ovens <laughs> accurate um his parents returned to their homeland of belgium or brussels um in the 1950s so back in europe jure went to university and earned his medical degree um, in 1976 after his graduation he became a paratrooper for the belgian army and reportedly, he took part in a really famous rescue mission in Zaire, as Zaire was becoming a country. Allegedly. I didn't find anything else about that. Oh. That might be total bullshit. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't have his military records. Uh, after finishing his time... Yeah, you know what? My, my background check stuff only goes so far. And it doesn't get, go back this far, typically. Gotta get on that dark net. You hear me, Congress? <laughs> if a podcaster asks for information, you give it to them. Well, he's not American. <laughs> you hear me, Congress? <laughs> you hear me, Democratic Republic of the congo Ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna let him smooth. know. Uh, after finishing his time in the army, he became a homeopathic physician. Surprise! That's how it surprise! I misunderstood the first part of the the sentence, and I thought you said he became a homie. Oh no, that'd be cooler. <laughs> just be started better. wearing really baggy dicky shorts and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just cheap socks all the way up to the knees. What's up, Holmes? <laughs> I got that shit that ails you, dog. <laughs> uh, so he advocated for a wide array of forms of healing, including spiritual and paranormal hearing healing. Um, he definitely believed in ghosts and UFOs as well. Yay! So, yeah. Uh, he settled near the Swiss border and continued to lecture on homeopathy and the paranormal. Which is kind of just like, hey, smell this essential oil. Did you know that your grandma is still with us as a ghost? Like, Uh-oh. that's fucking crazy, home. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, I do. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, he formed a group of followers that he dubbed the Amenta Club and then later called them the Atlanta Club. One of those sounds way cooler than the other. Oh. Yeah, Atlanta. One sounds like a like a stomach ailment club, like yeah, like the Maylox Club, and the other sounds like Hotlanta. Right, like 
Is your Amenta bothering you? Right. Is your Amenta not well controlled on an inhaled corticosteroid? Then come to Atlanta Club. Free buffets on Thursday and girls, girls, girls. Buffet. You'll get a whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Just a shot in the parking lot. Uh, in 1981, he joined the Occult Order of the Renewed Order of Temple Solar. God so, damn. So, Order of the Order of the Order Order. Uh, so, he joined the offshoot group of the Solar Temple from the, the 1960s. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot order, that... Robble, uh, Robble, Order, Order. <laughs> I forgot that acronyms had been invented yet. No, they had been. It's just worse. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, he actually started to lecture to other weird fringe ass homeopathic new age groups. One such group was the Golden Way Foundation, where he met his soon to be partner in crime, Joseph DeMambro. Mambro. Is it M-A-N-B-R-O? Okay, it's, it's not M-A- phonetic. M-A-M-B-R-O. M-A-M-M-A-M is in Mary B-R-O. Correct. So it is phonetic. Mambro. Yeah. Mambro like Cambro. Still want it to be it's man. It's better bro. that it's like because his name is Joseph De Manbro. Right. D D I De Manbro. Yeah. Oh, De Manbro. De Manbro. Joseph De Manbro. Yeah, like who De Man? He De Manbro. <laughs> that's crazy that it- that's his name, fool. Because like, I have a nickname too, but like I had to earn it. You feel? What is your nickname? It's Lil Sleepy. <laughs> It's because I talk like this, fool. (laughs) I was supposed to do a drive-by, but I fell asleep in the parking lot. So later we just got slurpees. (laughs) Accurate. If I'm being honest, it's because I have narcolepsy. (laughs) That's why I took up homeopathy. Little sleepy, don't trust Western medicine. <laughs> this is the stupid act of living. It's so dumb, but it's great. Oh, oh thank you. Uh, that's going to get real weird when a bunch of people die. Um, oh, no. Yeah, but that happens every time. Every time. So uh, the two of them bonded over their penchant for weird-ass secret societies. Uh, Jure, having been in the Royal Order of the Solar Temple, um, and having started his own secret society, that one that sounded like barf medicine. And then DeMambro had been a Rosicrucian, which means it's time for us to talk a bit about Rosicrucian. Oh, good. So, Rosicrucianism is a spiritual slash cultural movement which arose in Europe in the early 17th century. It combines pieces of Kabbalah, Hermeticism, alchemy and quote-unquote mystical christianity interesting so mystical christianity is the kind of christianity during the crusades okay not the fun kind this is a lot of like artifacts and saints and cup of christ and holy grail and Tracking down the Ark of the Covenant and Sol- Covenant yeah, this sounds hella fun. Yeah, this is like Indiana Jones old-timey yeah. Christianity. Unfortunately, it's from the same period of Christianity where they just, like, murdered the shit out of people looking for weird artifacts. Mm-hmm. That sounds less fun. Yeah, where they're like, we're gonna win back Jerusalem and oh, okay. just 
kill everybody to steal the stuff that we have assigned some sort of magic powers to. Not great. No. Not great. Not a good time. But for some reason, white people like love it and make secret societies about that shit. So uh, it's been said that Rosicrucianism has drawn influences from uh, historically the Knights Templar, which were a group of crusading knights that kind of became a bank during the crusading period. They're one of the first kind of banks that we see in medieval times that kind of resembles our banks today. Okay. Um, They were at one point persecuted and largely assassinated. They're at the heart of like every conspiracy theory ever. Mm -hmm. Um, They just found a Templar cross on Oak Island. So boom. Oh, wow. Yeah. This season was full of craziness. Um, they still haven't found, like, anything good, but I'm, like, so watched. Like, yeah. every time I'm, like, I've watched them dig in this hole for four episodes in a row and find nothing, and then they're, like, look, it's a ruby from the 13th century and this Templar cross. And I'm just, like, well, fuck, I'm back in yeah. for another season. <laughs> Damn it. What is this? Oak Island. We've talked about it on the show a little bit before. So it's a show on the History Channel where... um. There is an island off the coast of Nova Scotia, kind of up yeah, in Canada. Yeah, 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 and there's, they think there's treasure on the island. So they've been digging in a bunch of different holes to try and find treasure. People have been digging on this island for like three or four hundred years, thinking there's treasure. So this is one of the first expeditions that's actually like found shit. And they had been thinking that they were going to find stuff from like the 1700s, but instead they found a Templar cross. Which is earlier than that. So they're like, how'd it get there? It's all the way across the ocean. Like, what happened? So, It's all the Templar crossed the ocean? You got (laughs) Templar. Her face. I'm just watching. They can't all be winners, dog. All right. So Rosicrucianism uh, is said to have drawn influence from... The Knights Templar. Uh, they're said to have influenced some of the rites that the Freemasons use today. Um, but because of its varying different influences, there are a couple different types of Rosicrucianism. So there's Christian Rosicrucianism, which is kind of the Knights Templar variety. There's Freemasonic Rosicrucianism, which is a little more secular, if that makes sense. It's a little more esoteric. Mm-hmm. And then there is strictly Hermetic Rosicrucianism, which is a little more to the like... OTO Crowleyan variety. Um, some famous Rosicrucian sects that we've heard of, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. So Crowley's old order. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once they joined forces, Demambro and Jure decided that they needed to create their own secret society. I can't take him seriously when his name is also is like an DeMambro? Xbox gamer tag. <laughs> yeah. Demambro69. Uh, They borrowed from the original Solar Temple tradition, as well as Rosicrucian and Templar influences. They used the Red Templar Cross. Uh, Their aim was to establish correct notions of authority and power within the world. Some Illuminati shits. Yeah. Um, And they wanted, for some reason, to unify Christian churches and Islam. All right. But not Jews. Yeah, no, they left Jews out of it. Oh, well, that's (laughs) And and I'm like, that's weird. That is. Uh, yeah, well, and I'm also like two kind of diametrically right. opposed religions. Right. Like, they don't like each other. No. Why are you making them mix? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
So they drew some inspiration from Aleister Crowley, as we noted. Uh, they borrowed his structure from the OTO as well as Thelema. Um, they established lodges just like Crowley did for his order. Um, they established their lodges in Quebec, Australia, Switzerland, Martinique, and other countries, a couple islands off the coast of Spain for some reason. Uh, the temple was a mix of early Templar Crusader Christian identity, which we already talked about. Bunch of weird mystical, you know, yeah. artifacts and shit. Uh, UFO religion. Mm. What? Yeah. They're big into kind of like the cosmic people of light. The like, people are here. We need to like, we're the ambassadors right. to bring new light to people. Yeah. Uh, new age philosophy. They often used adapted Freemason rituals. So even, that's kind of the only thing they have in common with the Freemasons, per se. Okay. Is that they kind of borrow their rituals. Uh, they specifically courted attractive, wealthy, and influential members of society into their group. So Doesn't they were going... Sound so Freemason. It's now. Not, it's not very free. Um, and they specifically, like, specifically, like, they were going for a hardcore Illuminati vibe. Yeah. They wanted the best and the brightest. They wanted the richest. They wanted to be fancy secret society. society. Um, so the structure of the temple was as follows. The central authority was the, quote unquote, synarchy of the temple, which was Jure and Demambro. It had secret membership. So no one could know technically who was in the cult unless you were also in the cult. Uh, the top 33 members were known as the Elder Brothers of the Rosy Cross, which is an alternative name for Rosicrucians. Mm-hmm. Um, it says brothers, but women were allowed. There oh. were there were multiple women in. Well, that's, you know, um, progressive yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their headquarters was in Zurich, Switzerland. And each stage of membership came with ceremonies that included expensive buy-ins, robes, jewels, and initiation fees. During ceremonies, members wore crusader-style Templar robes. There are tons of pictures of their ceremonies. Like, you can find them online, and they're wearing hardcore medieval robes. But they're also surrounded by plastic folding chairs. That doesn't mesh well. No, and I was like, I'm sorry, you're paying thousands of dollars to be part of a secret society that can't buy real chairs no no i i don't agree don't trust folding chairs no like folding chairs are fine for a family reunion in somebody's backyard but this is a secret society yeah i don't want to be like okay now everybody stack your chair in the back at the end of the meeting they are stacked in the back of the pictures okay well there you go and not only that they look like they look like the kind that you would rent Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. They almost look like rental chairs. They probably are. <laughs> it was really crazy. I was like, I was looking, I was like, oh, these are kind of crazy like rituals because they usually do, they would like do circles with swords held high. They would do one ritual with a sword that was allegedly a Templar artifact that Jure had said had been passed down to him from a past life. Nope. Yeah. No. Have you so seen- So were those chairs. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you guys seen that? Um, le- the people looking for the leprechaun. They think there's a leprechaun in Mobile, Alabama. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and he's like, "This is my 
my magical leprechaun flute. It was passed down from thousands and thousands of years ago from my great grandpa. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how old was your great grandpa? It's like, um, and I don't know what you just said that made me think of that. Also, oh, the sword. That's the sword. just plastic, man. Yeah, well, not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. look at that flute and I'm like, that's PVC pipe. <laughs> yeah. All y'all seen the leprechaun say yeah. Yeah. Could be a crackhead who got hold to the, the wrong, wrong stuff. God damn. Okay. I love that. The amateur sketch. The amateur sketch is the best part of that the video. The best part. First time I saw that video, I pee, like peed my pants. I was laughing <laughs> It's so totally hard. fake, but like. I don't care. Worth it. Worth I was it. like 18 when I first saw it. It was the best thing I'd ever seen. Is it not real? No, no, it's a prank. It was a prank. Well, I think some of the people's reactions are real, but yeah, it was I not an it... actual news story. Oh, yeah, that's funny. But yeah, the prank is that they just went there and lied about it, and everyone yeah. wanted to be on TV. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought the news team was doing in the first place. Wait, so no. the news wasn't real? No, and the amateur they the amateur sketch is kind of superimposed over. I'm sorry, you had to find out this way. No, I mean, every, everyone's reactions are stone cold real. That's the thing. Oh, my God. So all of those people oh, think sorry. there is a leprechaun and they are reacting that way. Okay, so they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they just, I thought the thing was that they wanted to be on TV so bad they would say anything. Well, right. I mean, they, they kind of, <laughs> they did that thing where, like, there's another um, video series. If you guys get the chance to watch it, um... It's Bath Boys comedy. They do it. They call it, I think it's Rumor Starters. No. Myth Starters. Okay. I'll need to, I need to look up the actual name. Where they just go to Hollywood Boulevard and they start a rumor about a celebrity and interview people about it. (laughs) So they'll be like, hey, did you hear that Britney Spears got butt implants? This is some bullshit. Let me tell you why. My mom and I have done this for. (laughs) like two decades where we would if we knew people were eavesdropping on us we would start some shit about some celebrities like that and act like we knew them personally right just to have people like (laughs) really listen and and it's it's something that's only funny if you're me or my mom but it was they ripped us off that's some bullshit and they do it with microphones where they go up with a microphone and a camera and they're like what do you think about you know foo fighters deciding to become a jazz band and people are just like um i i don't like it yeah well see i still feel like they ripped us off because (laughs) we'd sit there and be like it's okay don't say anything but I was talking to Beyonce and she said and then we'd like come up with some shit and just go back and forth until and it was only if we knew people were listening to us just to give them something to listen <laughs> like to like when you're in line at Disneyland yeah 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 mm-hmm. I feel you so this- hey sweetie I just I don't want to be weird or anything but I just heard these two fucking weird bitches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretending they like they know Beyonce yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, if you say anything with conviction, people will believe you. I mean, that's true for a lot of shit. At first, yeah. I thought, oh, maybe they know Beyonce. But then one of them said, twelve fifty for a pretzel? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to ascending levels within, uh, they had different kind of designations that they could ascend to. Uh, the first one was the Brothers of Parvis. Parvis? Yes. Pelvis. Parvis. Pelvis. <laughs> um, so the first one was the bro- the brothers of Parvis, 
The second was the Knights of the Alliance. Okay. And the third was the Brothers of the Ancient Times. They're lame. (laughs) Nobody fucks with the Brothers. Like, they don't hang out with them. These all sound like Call of Duty guilds. Well, to me, it sounded like, have you seen that Friends episode where uh, Phoebe gets furniture and tries to pretend like it's vintage? And so she's like, this one is from colonial times, and this one's from days of yore. (laughs) And this one is from... Um, back in the day, <laughs> like she just doesn't know. Yeah, periods, but it's yeah, days of yore, days of yore. This is an apothecary cabinet from days of yore. <laughs> so, man, you got that shit on Craigslist. She got it at Pottery Barn, but yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Uh, Jure and Demambro led a growing organization through the 1980s, but in the 1990s. There was trouble afoot. So, trouble. Trouble. Thank you. Uh, members began to depart in rapid numbers um, because it was expensive and it didn't really have a point. <laughs> so, yeah. Did they all drop at once? Like they all just went, hey guys, are you guys going broke? Are you guys also going broke? I think broke? That, that was part of it. Um, and, and it seemed to happen kind of in uh, the span of like a few years mm. where all of a sudden people were just like, man, do you see that they still have fucking folding chairs? Like how much money did right. they give them? They couldn't buy real chairs. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I don't know. The folding chairs are pretty great. Greg, shut the fuck up. We know you own the business. You're that a brother of Parvis. Don't talk while the ancient times brothers are talking. <laughs> I thought I was a brother of your. <laughs> so uh, Demambro actually started to fall ill. Some people say mentally ill. He started to begin like really really paranoid um like about leaving the stove on (laughs) no no that's that's what i get paranoid about you you, get how often do you use that stove more than you think okay i mean you have the same paranoia as like a sitcom (laughs) wife you know i i around the holidays when i'm cooking a lot Uh it is a constant fear of mine it's a big fear i've done it I, well, I've left the oven on oh. and then come home and been like, why the fuck is the house so hot? And then realized that the oven had been on all day. Oh, boy. I can tell you that, th- like, I'm absolutely married to a saint because every fucking time we leave the house, we'll pull out of the garage and I'll be like, um, I think I left the stove on. And he always goes and checks. And it is never, <laughs> never on. on. <laughs> but it's such a fear of mine. I'm so afraid of burning the house down. I, I feel like I've only left the stove on once. But I didn't leave it like on, on. I left it like a really, really low flame in it only for a couple minutes. Yeah. My roommates do this thing where they leave the mail on this tiny little cap like not cabinet this tiny little like shelf that's directly next to the stove oh my oh, god they leave, and there's they leave it there for days weeks at a time so there's just a huge pile of paper Ooh. next to the stove sometimes bleeding over onto the stove oh, no. and then they'll leave like paper trash and stuff in the middle of the stove oh my god this stresses me out so yeah. much the one t- and i keep yelling at them about it and then one time i turned on the stove and didn't see a white paper towel <gasps> in the middle and it caught fire Right. And I had to put it out and I was like, hey, this is a problem. And they went, well, it hasn't been a problem before. <laughs> so they aren't using that stove. Yeah, they're not. Gotcha. That's my for mom. you guys, pieces of shit. <laughs> my mom always leaves the hairdryer in her sink. 
Like, oh, I do that what? all the time. Not like with it running, but like it'll be still plugged in and she's done. And she like, it turns it off, turns it off and sets it down in the sink and then like goes about doing whatever. I do that constantly. It's such a bad habit. It's horrible. It's so You're dangerous. You're gonna die. I, I don't have a lot of counter space in my bathroom. So she it does. ends up being the so sink I don't know all what the time. Her yeah, I don't know. No, I, I constantly do it because there's not really anywhere else for it yeah. to sit. But yeah. Ours, we don't have a lot of counter space either. I just drop it like in the drawer, but still plugged in yeah i know both of the counter space situation in both of your homes that's true that's true yeah i feel like i want to get one of those things like salons have where they have like the yes. metal cylinder so you can just pop it in there that'd be pretty sweet that'd be my dream yeah yeah so so he's paranoid about leaving the stove on he, well he's paranoid about power struggles is the biggest thing okay. uh, so leaving your enemies on I yeah get it. exactly <laughs> exactly um imagining that your enemy is a stove and <laughs> so he starts to get paranoid about kind of how the other members of the cult view him and he starts to assert that both he and jure are divine and that they are god's representatives on earth narcissism yeah he gets very kind of devoted to that belief for a little bit um so in 1993 or actually a little bit before 1993 um a couple of the countries where they had lodges had started to investigate them because of all that sweet sweet cash that they probably weren't paying taxes on um, and then in 1993, Jure was arrested in Quebec for attempting to purchase three handguns with silencers. Um, there's no word on what he was going to do with them. You don't need a silencer. Well, there's like... no word because of the silencers. <laughs> um, ah. He was not able to obtain them, um, but the incident was widely publicized. So the incident was widely reported in the media. It destroyed his reputation in Quebec. Um they around this time they started to view themselves as kind of better than the public uh, and essentially had this idea that the public was refusing to embrace the new age for their own good if that makes sense yeah so kind of like the arc of every villain in a marvel movie of like i have to destroy humanity because they will destroy themselves like it's that kind of megalomania Um, They began to put together a set of documents that would be mailed out in October of 1994, which was detailing their rationale for their final act in which they would escape the world to a higher dimension. So they started planning for what they were calling a mass exodus, but were really kind of the groundwork for a mass suicide. Right. Right. Um, In October of 1994... Uh, DeMambro took offense to one of the temple members naming their son Emmanuel because his son was also named Emmanuel and he had argued that his son was divine because it was his bloodline. Um, Additionally, um, the parents of this new child named Emmanuel uh, had spoken out against the cult when Jure had tried to purchase the guns. Okay. So they had remained members of the cult, but were outspoken within it to be like, hey, why are we buying guns, guys? Like, we're just a hermetic order. What are you talking yeah. about? So uh, right around October 1st, 1994, uh, DeMambro lured the family to the Quebec Lodge of the Temple, where they clubbed Tony Dutrois, 
which is the father, over the head with a baseball bat and then stabbed him 50 times. Uh. What? They then stabbed his wife to death and then finally stabbed their three-month-old <gasps> son, Emmanuel, 30 times. Oh, my God. None of them survived. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 50 stabs? None of them survived? None of them. 80 stabs total? Yeah. No, more than that. More than that. None of them survived. Um, he then went on to tell the rest of the cult that the reason he had had to murder them was that the child was the Antichrist. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Solid lie, though. I mean, shoot for the fences, really. Yeah. Uh, so this was kind of the beginning of the end. Uh, about a day after the murder, DeMambro and 12 other followers performed a ritual Last Supper where they essentially reenacted the Last Supper of Christ. Yeah. We don't know what they ate. Um, the only descriptions I could find was that it was a lavish meal. Okay. Um, so I don't know how much ritual was involved. We went over kind of spirit cooking and ritual meals in our OTO and Thelema episode. Right. I suspect that there were some parallels there. So um, the next couple days, October 3rd through the 5th, 1994, there were multiple mass suicides and suspected mass murders uh, conducted at two of the Swiss lodges as well as the lodge in Quebec. In Quebec. Uh, both Jurey and DeMambro died in the event. Oh my oh god. Oh boy. Yeah. So the victims were found laying in a circle, feet touching, heads outstretched basically. Okay. So like feet to feet with head right. facing out. Um... They were found in a secret underground chapel lined with mirrors and Templar symbolism. Fifteen inner circle members committed suicide with poison. Thirty more were asphyxiated with plastic bags. And when that didn't work, they were shot in the head. Ah. I like the the like the difference between there's definitely a disparity between like poison and then asphyxiation with a plastic bag well and they're not entirely sure how many of the people who were asphyxiated and shot went willingly gotcha right. yeah mm-hmm. we know that they were found laid out in that position mm-hmm. but it's very possible that the 15 killed the 30 and then poisoned themselves well okay. plus asphyxiation is like the thing where you even if you go willingly your you body will your fight body fights yeah. yeah so there's no way they were in that position right you know. um another mass suicide was attempted about a, a year later but thwarted because remember this is we're talking about about 45 cult members in the initial mass suicide mm-hmm. um but there were hundreds even thousands of cult members all over the world and all of them had received the documents detailing the mass suicides and they saw the news. Um, so another one of the lodges attempted to do the same about a year later, but they were thwarted by police. Um, all of the suicides and murders um, occurred in relation to the equinoxes and sol- solstices. Oh, okay. So they literally by, right. you know, the, I, I don't want to say pagan calendar, but. Yeah. You know, yeah. So December 16th. 1995, 16 more bodies were discovered in a pentagram formation in the forest of the Vercors Mountains in France. It was discovered later that two of them shot the others and then lit themselves on fire before finally shooting themselves. Oh my god. One of the dead was a former Olympic downhill skier, Edith Bonlieu. Oh, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Really. What um, a dumb fucking way to die, too. 
To set yourself yeah. on fire. She wasn't the... one of the ones who set herself on fire. She was one of the ones who was shot. I know, but I meant yeah. the, the the two idiots who did it. I think they thought the fire would kill them quicker. Oh, they yeah, everyone does, but yeah. that's not what kills you. The smoke, the smoke is what kills you. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Uh, so on the morning of March 23rd, 1997, five more members took their lives in Quebec. Um, they had drugged their children and locked them in a shed a safe distance away before lighting their chalet on fire and dying inside. Oh, my God. The children were rescued <gasps> alive and safe. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. I was going to say, I don't think any child locked in a shed is a safe distance away from anything. Right. Know? Well, essentially what they did is they had, like, some sort of shed on the property. And mm-hmm. there it was three teenagers and then, like, two smaller children. Mm-hmm. And they drugged all of them and locked them in the shed. And then they all went back to the main house and lit it on fire wow but leaving the shed yeah untouched so and when you said drugged i thought i you mm, i thought you said poisoned no drugged so they what was the plan to keep them safe keep i them mean to safe? stop them from stopping the murders definitely but to keep them alive but to potentially keep them alive which was unusual because in many of the other they Cult killed murder. the kids. They killed yeah. the kids, yeah. They any, killed them first, usually. Yeah, well, and any kids that were around, you know, there weren't many kids around in any of the other, the previous mass murders, but the few that were, um, like um, DeMambro's son, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. died in that first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those children, miraculously, the fire department got there in time, they put the house out. Um, all of the adults had died, but then they, when they went to search the grounds, they found the kids in the shed completely safe. Wow. Yeah. Kind of a miracle, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, so, Michel Tabachnik, an internationally re- renowned Swiss musician and conductor, was arrested as a leader of the Solar Temple in the late 1990s. Oh, wow. um, he was indicted for participation in a criminal organization and murder. He was acquitted in 2001. They tried to try him again in 2006, and he was acquitted again in 2006. Oh, wow. Just because I think he was one of the last people left standing. Sure. But, Did they not have a double jeopardy law? Not not every country does. We're one of the few that do. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, some countries have variations on it. Most of them have shorter sentences anyway. Well, there's only one law I believe in. Fuck the French. <laughs> um, so this cult is not generally not around anymore. There's a couple lodges still left, you know, kind of dabbling in this tame, esoteric version yeah. of it. Um, but most, many, many, many of the cult members murdered themselves between the years of 1994 and 1997. So, yeah. Don't don't drink folding chairs? <laughs> I'm so tired. No. Yeah, just don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, don't drink it. Bubba, put your nose in here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! Bye! Bye.